What is good, y'all? Welcome to the show. Your boy Stevie B and the Hammer. You know who it is. What up, Hammer? We were hoping to get the tripod back together. It was teased. I was a little I was a little excited. I spoke to him a couple hours ago. I asked him about it. He gave me this half-assed maybe BS, and I was like, eh, "Well, don't get my hopes up. Don't, don't, don't tickle me with that." So we're here as usual. Yeah. For those that don't know, there was once three of us. <laughs> we were a tripod. There was once. Um, we lost a leg on the tripod, so now it's just uh, me and Hammer. But one day we'll get him back on here, um, and it and it's. It's funny because we really go at it because some of his shit I think is ridiculous. Some of my shit he thinks is ridiculous. So it's it's funny. Um, it brings kind of just another uh, another element. But uh, what up to everybody in the chat? Philip, um, Peacock, Stranger, Marty, Derek, Crispy, Song, everybody else out there was good. Drop that like, smash that subscribe if you're new. Uh, but today, yeah, I figured we'll talk about like Jared Goff versus Daniel Jones. Um, they're right now they're about I think twenty spots apart, like ADP wise. Um, but I have Goff over Daniel Jones, at least in my <laughs> rankings. Um, in your rankings, I guess would you have Daniel Jones or would you have Goff? Uh, over Daniel Jones, just to kind of kick it off, and then we'll talk about them individually. I would have Goff slightly over Daniel Jones, but I was looking at some of the statistics from last year, and in a in a half, obviously PPR league doesn't mean much for quarterbacks. They were basically nine and ten oh. um, in, in, in the rankings. So it really depends on what you like. Do you like rushing upside, or do you like steady play from the pocket? That's really what it boils down to. So I would have Goff slightly ahead of Daniel Jones, but I do think Daniel Jones does provide a little bit more upside because he is a running quarterback or can this, run. <clears throat> this is true. Oh, shit. Um, all right, let's talk about Daniel Jones first, I guess. Daniel Jones, last season, QB 9. Which... Uh, 15 touchdowns to five interceptions, 700 rushing yards uh, with seven touchdowns. So through about 472 passes last year, the most he's thrown in a season in his career so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, through what, 24 touchdowns in 2019? His rookie year. And then we haven't seen that kind of like, passing really out of him um 3200 yards last year that's the most he's ever thrown for um let me look at some of the other advanced shit here but they wound up giving him the deal um she's got a little contract there but can we actually trust daniel jones what do you think hammer it's one of those situations where my initial, and I think a lot of people out there, their initial reaction to that question would be like, hell no, right? You just look at it. You look at his history. He's had four years worth of 
four years worth of games. So that's a that's a hell of a sample size. And if you look at it, he's played 30, 40, 50 something games. So that's basically three full seasons. He's missed some games, um, you know, here and there, but he's played 50 games. So that's basically three seasons worth of sample size. And I could confidently say that while I think the infusion of Brian Dable was a good thing for him, because you look at the five interceptions and you're like, all right, that's awesome. He didn't really turn it over at a high clip. Uh, But then you look at the 15 touchdowns, the low passing yards. Was that a product of the offense that they ran? Was it a product of not a ton of skill weapons outside of Saquon Barkley. Uh, but to answer your question directly, I, I don't know if I could trust him at this point. I kind of want to see another season of him with Brian Dable with some of the additions, uh, namely Darren Waller, Hyatt, you know, is, is, um, is Darius Slayton going to continue to be productive? Is Sterling Shepard ever going to stay healthy? Is Saquon Barkley going to get a contract? So there's a lot of variables there, but my initial reaction to that question will be no, I don't trust it. It's rough because like you said, we have a pretty large sample size. Now, granted, like you said, they got a new coach. Um, he hasn't had a ton of wide receiver weapons around him. Right. So you can Kenny Galladay was a bust. You know, yeah, so you can, you know, go with, hey, you know, listen, he hasn't had really the wide receivers there, but I don't know if that's really what they want. I don't think they want to just air it out a ton with Daniel Jones. I mean, I know Saquon is going to be, of course, you know, the biggest part of that offense. They pretty much just roll through that. But, I mean, QB9 last year, but, you know, don't forget all, all, all of those quarterbacks, obviously, you know, were injured, and we can say the same thing about golf. But, you know, Lamar, Kyler's, I mean – Tua, right? Stafford. I mean, Dak, Aaron Rodgers. There's a ton of guys that Brady was terrible. Brady, right? If they play a full season, we could be looking at Daniel Jones might have been like QB 15. You know, Um, and we and you can, I guess, technically say the same thing about golf. uh, But yeah, I mean, my my worry for Daniel Jones is just is the passing touchdowns. Like, I don't see like even when you watch like the games, like you don't see like a pure great like passer that's like reading the defense, reading the field. Like I don't necessarily see that. And you tell me if I'm wrong. I don't know necessarily what you see, but I just I don't know. Like was last year the ceiling like where he ran for 700 yards? Like are are we going to continue to do that? Is he going to run for another 700 yards and seven touchdowns? I mean. It's the most touchdowns he's ever ran for in a season. And the most yards by far. And most yards. So, I don't know. I think what's weird about what you mentioned is, will he ever be that passer? Like, you don't trust him as a passer. And this might strike a nerve with you, but if you watch that Vikings-Giants playoff game, he looked like Joe Montana out there. Now, was that a product of the Vikings defense being terrible or was that a product of him actually growing and maturing? Obviously, the next week they just got blitzed by Philadelphia and that was the end of that. But I I do think that there's something in there where he can if he at least takes a half a step up. Right. Say he throws 
22 touchdowns and runs for another five or six because I, I think the rushing production will be stable kind of where it is. I could see him in that 600 yards, six touchdown range somewhere in there. So I think the rushing production is stable. I think it really does boil down to is his passing numbers going to elevate in a passing league, right? 3,200. If he was playing in 1980, 3,200 yards and 15 touchdowns would have been looked at as like, wow, this guy's a Pro Bowl quarterback. But in this day and age, that's pretty pedestrian. That's actually below average, right? So we look at a guy like Aaron Rodgers. He had, you know, 20 something. I think he had mid 20s touchdowns. You know, and we're looking at him like, what the hell is going on? So I think the bar for <laughs> I think the bar for Daniel Jones has to be somewhere in the mid 20s in touchdowns, because I do think the rushing production can be consistent. I don't really worry about that portion because he can run. Um, I always think back to that. Remember that open field run he had where there was just nobody around and he just like fell down. You know that I always think about that when I think about Daniel Jones, but he's proven to be a good runner. And I think that, like I said, that that stable floor for rushing with him will be there. It'll it'll be up to him whether he could take that next leap into in the passing game. And you mentioned before, do they trust him enough to throw it 20, I mean, 30 times a game? I mean, he's been throwing it a decent amount. But one thing that kind of jumped out a little bit for me was his red zone completion percentage was 64.3 which was third in the nfl okay but he still only threw 15 touchdowns so like if he's already like at you know at the top of the league in red zone completion percentage and he's not throwing touchdowns it's just they're just gonna yam it in with saquon i guess down there all the time i mean so that's just another thing where you know it's not like he's not throwing the ball also, too, I think another really important stat is to look at the yards per attempt. Um, I think that's really an important stat to look at because that kind of lets you. Right. So that for me, the yards per attempt more than the mm-hmm. completion percentage in the red zone, that's a bigger tell to me because that lets me know that he's dinking, he's dunking. Guys are getting stopped short. And when you get near the goal line, it gets very compressed. When you get in the red zone, there's less space for everybody. So the the completion percentage in the red zone doesn't impress me nearly as much as his yards per attempt would uh, because that lets me know they're pushing the ball down the field. They're they're hitting some big plays um, and so forth. So if he could bump that up to, say, 18th, right? What would you say he was, 24th? If he could bump he that up. 20, to... He was 24th, 6.8 uh, yards right. per attempt. Right. And... So if he could if he could bump that up to anywhere between 15 to 18, you got to imagine that, you know, the production will go up. That's letting you know they're hitting big play to Hyatt. They're hitting a big play to Slayton. Darren Waller's being productive in the middle of the field. So that really will be a big tell for Daniel Jones if he's taking that next leap, if his yards per attempt climb and you're talking about the yards per attempt his air yards i mean he was 20th in air yards that's another stat that kind of you goes know? into so, yards per which, attempt. yeah and it goes with the yards per attempt so that's what i was going to throw out uh after the um but that's what i'm saying like the completion percentage although okay yeah it's kind of impressive like it's not if you're only through 15 touchdowns like you got to look deeper into it yeah so that was what like my point about the you know completion percentage was like even though that's good it's not resulting in him Mm-hmm. 
down. So, you know, it just seems like the offense is built for him to run and just have these short passes. I mean, yes, they drafted Jalen Hyatt, but he's running with the third team right now. So, I mean, but we we knew what kind of player Jalen Hyatt was, though. We know that he's not necessarily ready for the NFL level to do more than just run those those damn nine routes. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you look at the bright side of Daniel Jones, you say, okay, well, if he can just do what he did last year on the ground, hopefully improve a little bit, you know, in the passing game, which should come almost just naturally. But, you know, he doesn't have – they didn't go out and get the D-hop, right? They didn't go out and get one of those guys. So Not yet. If they, if they do wind up getting one of those guys, <laughs> you know, does that automatically make us think differently – about Daniel Jones? I don't think so, just because I think we kind of seen what their mold is. They, you know, they want to play good defense. They want to limit Daniel Jones passing attempts because I do, I I genuinely think that the Giants coaching staff would rather have Daniel Jones turnover be low rather than having him throw for 300 yards and three interceptions. I'd ra- I think they'd rather see him throw for 190 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions, than 300 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions. I re- I truly believe that's how they feel. What does that tell us? That he's not, I guess, a high-volume quarterback, or this might be just what he is. Is this just what he is? Like, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Is there a next-level for Daniel Jones, is they is there a tear jump? I mean, obviously we saw Jalen Hurts do it, um, and I, I'm not saying that Daniel Jones is is Jalen Hurts. Obviously, he is not by far. But is this the year he maybe takes a jump, or if they do get somebody, does he take that jump? Does he have the ability to take that jump? I think is like the biggest question with Daniel Jones. I think, and and tell me what you think about this. I think that Daniel Jones. Kind of, if he got a Stefan Diggs, somebody like that, I don't think D-Hop would be the answer right now. I think somebody like Stefan Diggs, when Josh Allen got Stefan Diggs, when he first went to Buffalo, I think that is the kind of game changer they need. They don't need a DeAndre Hopkins, who's, let's call it what it is, he's past his prime. So, you know, uh, Daniel Jones didn't get in, in a 24, 25-year-old A.J. Brown. Right. He didn't get a Devontae Adams. He didn't get a Tyreek Hill. He didn't get any of those guys. So to bring in a, a D hop, I think I think that the red zone touchdown may go up because D hop has amazing hands. And when you're in the red zone, you kind of need those guys who just have amazing hands. And you could kind of, you know, he's he's still crafty. He's got probably arguably the best hands in the league, even at this point in his career. So I think his touchdowns in the red zone would go up, but I don't think that necessarily translates to a ton of yards, a ton of, you know, one of those air it out kind of guys. So, you know, I, I think it would be a good fit, but I don't think it would necessarily trend elevate him to the level that I mentioned. Some of those other guys, obviously Tua with Tyreek Hill, Jalen Hurts with AJ Brown and Stefan Diggs with Josh Allen. <clears throat> Now, but that's what I'm saying, though. Forget D-Hop. I was just trying to say a good wide receiver in general. But let's say it was Diggs, right? Mm-hmm. If he did get a Diggs, is he capable to take that next level with Diggs, though? Like, I, did we, did we, we think Josh, with Josh Allen, obviously. Yeah, but did we did we, did we we see that? But the key is, is beforehand because you, a lot of people, 
don't remember Josh Allen his first two years because he was terrible. Like he, his completion percentage was in the mid fifties. People don't remember that. So <clears throat> I think if Daniel Jones did get a guy like that, a Stefan Diggs in his prime, I think he would be vastly improved, right? We've seen it like the, we have a big enough sample size to see that when, when kind of unproven or quarterbacks that we're not sure of, get these elite primetime wide receivers, it makes them better. How can it not? So all those guys, I just rattled off four or five different situations. You've got to think, especially with a really good coaching staff, Brian Dayball and company in there, you've got to believe that they would utilize that wide receiver and have Daniel Jones be the beneficiary of an elite top eight, nine wide receiver in the NFL. <clears throat> I feel you. Um, and before Josh Allen, I mean, that second year Josh Allen played, he was QB eight. That was without digs. 20 well, passing, that was the touchdowns, rushing. 20 the passing rushing. touchdowns and then another nine uh, rushing touchdowns for 500 yards. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, then when he got digs, he's been obviously awesome. He's throwing for over 4,000 yards. Um, I just don't know. Like that was second year into the third year we're talking about what was josh Allen's completion? we're talking about year five now for daniel jones like that's what, the thing but i'm saying what was josh allen's completion percentage his second year uh i don't know i don't have that in here right now hold on um, it, it had to be i because i remember i took josh allen in one of our fantasy drafts probably bad but he still threw he 20 was, touchdowns at least percentage. let me see no, that says career. Hold on. Let me try and pull it up on the other one. I think I can pull it up on a sleeper. Here we go. What year? Second year. No, you won't, you won't be able to pull up. You won't be able to pull up his completion percentage. 2019, 58.8%. Right. So that that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's terrible. Right, only threw for three thousand yards, but look at the rushing, and his rushing has been pretty consistent for his entire career. But that was that. That's a similar Daniel Jones kind of line, right? He threw for twenty touchdowns, but he did throw nine interceptions, so fifteen to five or twenty to nine. So he was only three thousand and eighty nine yards. And then look at that twenty twenty when they got Stephon Diggs. He goes from three. He threw for fifteen hundred more yards, seventeen more touchdowns. And the rushing production was still the same. So I'm not saying he is Josh Allen, but he has some of the physical tools that Josh Allen has, especially when we saw Josh Allen in his younger days. So I, I'm not saying it's a carbon copy, but I'd like to believe if they got a primetime elite wide receiver and they can be had. How many wide receivers, elite wide receivers have we seen traded in the last four to five years? I could rattle off five of them. And I just did. So absolutely. So I would like to believe if they got that, Daniel Jones would be exponentially better. Would agree, he'll definitely be better. I just don't know. I don't know how much better. Like, look at Jalen Hurts. Another, yeah, another that's perfect also example. Year, like that's what year two full of full year but, or year three. But, like again, but, we're talking about year five. Like but what I'm is, saying is, who's the best wide receiver Daniel Jones has ever played with? 
You probably I mean, can't I even get, name them. I know. I, I, I get that. I get, I totally understand that. I, I, and I get it. My only argument, well, not really my argument, but the other side of the other way to look at it would be like, all right, but this is fucking year five. Like what the, like we, we kind of, like you said, we've have a large sample size of what we think we know already. These guys, other guys that we're comparing to it, did it way earlier than Daniel Jones said. Now, yes, they, they did get weapons and Daniel Jones didn't, but do we see that potential in him? And is that a possibility for him to take a jump to the fourth, you know, all of a sudden, boom, you know, 4,000 passing yards for 4,500 passing yards. Is he going to take a Josh Allen jump? Does he have the ability? Um, you know, does he have the talent to take that kind of jump? That I think is the biggest question that I'm still unsure of, even if he does get, you know, a, a really good wide receiver. I, I think it's it's unknown, like we said, just because we, you know, the I don't think it's fair to judge him similar to the guys that we're talking about because he he's never played with any elite wide receivers like zero. The best wide receiver he's probably ever played with was Kenny Galladay from a talent standpoint. Right. And that was a complete dumpster fire. Right. So I I have a hard time believing that he wouldn't be better based on history, based on, you know, what I've seen from other guys. So, like I said, I, I truly believe if he if he had that elite guy, he could be even if he wasn't a 35 touchdown guy, if he was a 28 touchdown guy with the rushing upside. You understand what I'm saying? So that that's how I like to look at it. Yeah, no, I mean, I get it. I can't, I can't argue that. I mean, that's a, that's the other side of it. You know, obviously there's, there's the both sides. So it's, it's just rough. It's just, you know, do you think he has the ability? I don't know necessarily if he does. I just, I don't know. I don't know. And is he going to continue rushing like he is? Because that's, you know, another part of it. I think, I think, especially if you look at Josh Allen's production, rushing production, I know it's, it's one of those situations where it'll be steady, you know? So I, I don't worry about that. Even if it tapers off a little bit, like I said, even if he's 600 yards rushing and six touchdowns, that's fine. We know at this point we're going to get a steady floor from Daniel Jones in the rushing department. That doesn't concern me. So I I, I truly feel that yeah. if if he had and he has better talent, let's call it what it is, than he did last year. So I think he'll I think he'll take a bump up. I think it'd be, he could be in the 22, 23, 24 touchdown range. And if you're talking about 24 touchdowns, say seven interceptions with 600 rushing yards and six touchdowns, that could work. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Uh, Bo, you said uh, his red zone completion percentage basically says if he was to have 10 red zone pass attempts, he had six touchdowns out of 10. Not bad. No, not not touchdown percentage. That's just completion percentage. So he didn't throw touchdowns on all those on all those passes, obviously, with his only 15 touchdowns. But, yeah, that's just red zone completion in general. So anything inside the 20, um, like he was he was pretty accurate. And 
Um, and I'm sure most of those could have been fucking even, I, you'd have to look into it. I don't know. Are, are most of those screens to Saquon in, inside? Like, I don't know. You know, he's obviously not throwing uh, 20 yard passes for touchdowns. So if only Danny dumbass can play against the Vikings every week. I know, I know our defense is trash. I mean, John <laughs> uh, Brown and Beasley was Josh Allen's best wide receivers then. Yeah, that's true too. That is 100% true. 100% true. Does Danny got it? Man, he could take a huge step up this year. I mean, he could be heavily vaulted in, in dynasty rankings and value. Um, and he's a guy that you're getting at a value right Good now. Good value. Especially yeah. if he does progress and take that next step. So, you know, as far as in dynasty, I mean, he could be going, you know, second round next year. Um, mm -hmm. Good value. Dumbass is playing in the same very system with the same coach that molded Josh Allen to be a player he is now. Yeah, no, that's without actually a, a good without point a as well. Doubt. Without a doubt, I didn't even. Tony I didn't MVP. even. Back. All right, crispy, crispy. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to give you Tony, bro. What's good in the? You guys been know, doing this. You guys been doing this shit for two weeks. All right, cut it out. Uh, if he doesn't get a wide receiver, are you still going to judge him heavily on this year since he's now got Waller as a pass catcher? Yeah, he does have Waller. If Waller can stay healthy, then that would be – but then that would be at least – that would be a good target um, and good for Daniel Jones. I know, Waller, I know it's hard to trust Darren Waller. I know, you know, you've got some personal hate for Darren Waller. No, I he, don't. Yes, you I do. Don't. Yes, you Why? do. He, was he not on your squad when he got hurt or some shit like that? No, I never had Darren Waller. In fantasy, you never had Darren Waller? No. No, I was a Bogle. I was a Waller guy. Yeah, yeah. Bogle, I was yeah. a Waller guy. Yeah, no, I never I never. But yeah, he does. Darren he Waller. does have Waller. Let's not forget he does have Waller. He does got a, a but, pretty good tight end now. Eh, I'm not going to read too much into that because I, I, I tend to think, especially when guys like that switch teams, we kind of look at the best of him and say if he stays healthy. The last three to four years is going to tell us that. He's not going to stay healthy. He'll probably play 10 games, maybe nine. You know, And if you're in and out of the lineup like that, how can you develop any consistency You know, and, and make a huge impact like that? So I, I hope he stays healthy because then that means good fantasy production for Daniel Jones. Like I'm, I'm not rooting against it. But I think history says, and especially guys as they get older, they don't get healthier at that position. Kenny G was so smooth. Yeah, I mean. In Detroit, not in New York. In very Detroit. bad decision uh, with Kenny G. You know, on Sleeper, they said he was like a mannequin out there. I don't know if you guys saw that yes, last yes, year. Yes, I did see they that. They said he's stiff like a mannequin. Um, I did see that. That was funny. I think we were joking about that in the group chat. And I thought, yeah, I, I, I thought that was funny. I thought that, that was, was funny. funny. That was hilarious, actually. Um, Adrian Peterson or LT? You know, mm. I come on, man. You know, I got my, I got my no, boy over here. No, it's Ladanian uh, Thomas. LT, he had the receiving LT, upside. LT was a beast, and he was obviously a way better pass catcher. Um, but yeah, I'm always gonna roll with my boy AP. Come on, come on, man. Purple so D. Danny and Tomlinson, it's not even close. Fuck you, bro. You got Jordan Love now. That's like saying Aaron Rodgers or Kirk Cousins. Come on. 
No, no, no. That's being disrespectful. Adrian Peterson was a beast. I remember a couple of I remember in like 2016 I had the first overall pick and I was like, yes, I got AP. So Yep. <clears throat> um, you remember when y'all had Amon Green? He was good. He ran for he was yo, Amon Green I ran for eighteen hundred yards one year. He was a beast. <laughs> he was solid. He was pretty damn good. Yeah, fuck with some mom on. Uh, coaching matters, not to mention when you surround them with. Golf needed a good coach and good offensive line that then goes to Detroit and it's terrible until they got him an offensive coordinator. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to golf in a, in a minute. Most paid offensive line. Smoke it up. Yeah, I'm trying to scroll up right now. Absolutely. Uh, Daniel Jones has had one idiot coach after another. Never had a good old line. Wide receivers were non-existent or always hurt. Yeah, that, a- absolutely. That's that. That side of the argument is a fucking is a is definitely a good one. So it's can he get it together now? Giants Giants should have let him and Saquon go. And that's kind of what I mean by I'm I'm giving Daniel Jones a little bit of benefit of doubt because, Mm -hmm. like I said, he's played he he's been in a really bad situation. This kind of reminds me of what Sam Darnold had to go through early in his career when he was drafted by the Jets. Like he just had nothing. Now, I'm not saying Sam Darnold was going to amount to anything, but it's just you really do a lot of these guys a disservice when you have really bad coaching, you have really bad GMing, and it just ruins a guy. You know what I mean? And I'm not – I think what Brian Dayball did from 2021 to 2022 when basically he inherited virtually the same exact team, right, and he made them a playoff team with a quarterback that nobody was sure about. So I give that coaching staff a lot of credit, and that's really – that in my mind, that's what made the difference. Yeah, and I'm just playing the other side. I'm just I'm just playing the opposite side of it um, as we go along. But I mean, it, as realistically as at least like in Dynasty, like I said, it's an awesome value because that is obviously going to go up if he can, you know, do just what he did last year or more. Um, so I love that. I'm definitely taking the chance as, you know, my second QB. I'm not going to be comfortable at all as as my, you know, with him as my QB one. No. But, you know, a guy that right now you can wait on. But next year, I mean, this guy could jump up. So. And, and relatively speaking, right, Daniel Jones is a young quarterback, right? We t- I mean, he's going into his fifth year. And it was like for a six quarter- pick, right? Six. Something like that. Fifth, yeah, six. Yeah, he was six pick in the draft. Right. So he's still a fair, relatively young quarterback when we're talking quarterback age. Obviously, if you're 26, 27 as a running back, it's a lot different than 26, 27 as a quarterback. And we're going to talk about Jared Goff, who's a little bit older. And we still tend to think of him as he's going to have a fairly solid shelf life, even on the plus side of 30. I think Jared Goff is, what, 29, 30 now? So, uh, I think he'll be 29. Right. So and we and, and we still think Jared Goff has some pretty good football in him considering what he has, you know, going going on his side. So, yeah, man, I, I you know, the Daniel Jones thing, it's it's just really interesting because you can make the argument on both sides. Like you said, was last year just a ceiling season or with some added weapons, you know, not the greatest, not elite weapons, but enough an upgrade. You know, can he can he reach another? Can he kick it into another gear and give you twenty four touchdowns, seven eight interceptions, right? Six hundred yards rushing, six touchdowns. 
I think like realistically his ceiling is probably, you know, uh, 3,700 yards, 3,800. I want to say just in total, like a a back end QB one would be the absolute best, but I, that's like ceiling ceiling. I feel like, I feel like realistically he's going to end up being a, you know, a mid QB two, maybe a high end QB two, if he can take a little bit of a, of a step up. So, I mean, that's kind of how I look at at what he could be, um, you know, going forward. Um, mm-hmm. And right now he's obviously priced, you know, way, way lower than that. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, they're not paying him a ton of money, are they? I don't think his contract is like huge. Daniel Jones? No. Yeah. And it's and it's not even what the, it's not even the average annual value. I think he's only costing like 20 something million against the cap, which relatively speaking for a quarterback, that's that's fine. You know, and then they could push some of that money next year into a signing bonus and then do whatever the hell they do with the cap to kind of keep that cap number low. So relatively speaking, a lot of people look at it and they see the $40 million and average annual value. And they're like, Daniel Jones isn't a $40 million quarterback. No, that, that really doesn't matter. Right. The mat, what matters is the guaranteed money that he gets when he signs the contract and the cap hit, which I believe is in the mid twenties somewhere. I mean, listen, they gave him Waller. I mean, they should have really got him a wide receiver also. Um, they, they really should have. But who who was out there? I guess. Saquon. Like, if they can keep Saquon, if the Saquon would just take the fucking contract that they're fucking offering them, you know, that gonna, gives them the ability to possibly maybe go out and get a wide receiver. Like, I don't know how much cap space they're dealing with. I'm not sure what their cap situation is. I have no idea. So All right. I don't know if it's possible to, you know, give Saquon the money and go get like a, a decent wide receiver. But So who, who was available this past offseason that went to another team or that was traded or whatever, in your estimation, that would have made that much of a difference where you said if they bring if they would have brought this guy in? He would have made a difference for Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, was that guy even out there this season? I don't, I don't, I don't see it. Well, I mean, they were able to. Uh, the Bears were able to go get DJ Moore. Okay, we know that we knew yeah, that. Yeah, but was that available. was that's because they traded the number one overall um, pick. No, no, but but I'm just saying we kind of knew that that team wasn't good. That DJ Moore was available for the right price, right? Um, you know, granted that was for the first round pick. Maybe that wouldn't, have, you know, maybe they wouldn't have got rid of him for less than that. But just throwing it out there. Um, who else went somewhere? Uh, if they were able to move up in the draft and grab one of these uh, that, wide receivers, that's that would have been huge. Um, I would argue probably would have been the best route to go but remember they they have all the holes to yeah. fill on that team and they figured they could patch it up i'm sure you know uh well no i mean i was gonna say michael Tom, i'm sure michael thomas is somewhat available mm, but no no uh, you don't want that no not for daniel jones i mean cardinals are selling the fucking farm maybe marquise brown's available we don't know that's <laughs> Right. So there wasn't too many of those wide receivers. Yeah, I'm trying to look at I'm looking at the teams now and seeing if there was any kind of wide receiver. Jerry Judy. I mean, Jaguars went and bought Calvin Ridley. But that was that was a couple of years ago. Right. I'm just saying that he he was available. Right. Uh, 
in my estimation, the the draft would have been the way to go to be able to move up. Yeah, definitely. And we thought they would, but they didn't. uh, The the wide receiver run went before they picked, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, Um, they were. I think they were at like what twenty four ish, somewhere in that range, twenty four, twenty five. Yeah, they won a playoff um, game. Yeah, they were twenty six. So they missed. They missed the. Yeah, because it went in like the teens. Oh wait, hold on. No, hold on, hold on. I lied. I lied. They were twenty four. Yeah, the wide receiver run went right before them. All four wide receivers went right, right. before them, and I'm sure they probably would have took one any of those wide receivers um, if they would have fell. But they wound up going before them. Kincaid wound up going right after that, so they could have mm-hmm. could have went Kincaid. I guess they just they didn't have him uh, above a. Deontay Banks, I guess, but yeah, I mean, you did have some guy, some wide receivers get off in the second round as well. So when um, second, like Mingo went, Jaden Reed, your boy, that is my boy. Mims wound up going late. What's the Giants wide receiver depth chart look like? Oh, my God. They've got about 37 wide receivers right now. Right. They're all um, like B-minus C players, C-plus receivers. Yeah, they're just a bunch of like the same thing. Um, and I know Paris Campbell has been getting some buzz so far this offseason. And he's doing basically what what they got Wondell Robinson to do. Mm. Like they're saying he's lining up in the backfield a little bit now, running some of these short routes. That's it. Um, yeah, but there's nobody there's nobody on that roster currently from the wide receiver position that moves the needle, right? Enough for you to be like, all right, now we have our expectations right. have elevated for Daniel Jones so, because he has Stefan Diggs or, you know, Tyreek Hill or Devontae Adams or, you know, one of those type guys that got moved, you know, in, in, in recent memory. So AJ Brown obviously. So, you know, and let, let's, let, let's keep it a, let's keep it a hundred. Like the giants haven't exactly drafted very well in the skill position department outside of Saquon Barkley. So that's another factor to look at that. These guys that they're drafting as wide receivers have not hit right. Darius Slayton. He's okay. He's, he's all right. Sterling Shepard. No. Kadarius Tony out the door. Right. So you bring in Kenny Galladay. No Wait. Yeah. So they are I like Isaiah Hodgins, but is he a difference maker? Okay, I could take it and leave it. Right now, their wide receiver depth chart reads, uh, they've got Hodgins, Slayton, and Paris Campbell. Mm -hmm. They've got Shepard, Wondell Robinson, Jalen Hyatt, Mm -hmm. Jamison Crowder, Mm -hmm. and a couple other bums. Right, a bunch of Uh, B-minus, C-plus guys, like. So nothing earth shattering. No, Hodgins is decent. He's a decent. Hodgins is solid. I actually liked him. He was he was solid for them. Um, Slayton and Shepard have had their kind of had their times a little bit, but can't really stay healthy. And Hyatt, like I said, been with the third team. I mean, he's he's good, but he's got a he's a project. He's got to you know develop. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, not not. 
great choices there. So if I had to choose, excuse me, I, I'd like go with I, I'd go with Campbell and Wandell. Would Hodgins is going to be decently solid though too. Um, but Campbell and Wandell would be my the two guys that I do like. The only problem is I think they're playing like the same position. Right, and that doesn't that necessarily be, exactly that doesn't always lead to and, pr- productivity. And Wandell is, you know, he is hurt. Should be okay for the start of the season. I'm not even sure. I haven't even looked into that, but I don't know, man. It's not pretty. But yeah, Campbell and, and Robinson would be the two guys I'm looking at. Best ball, I mean, Hyatt would be a good best ball guy. You'd be happy if uh, you'd be happy if Golf and Jones repeat their performances. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Better O line, Waller, health, and like thirty-seven slot receivers. Yep. <laughs> and Saquon wants to get paid. Hundred percent right, Diaz. That's what I'm Accurate. saying. Accurate. Waller's Wolf. a bum. <laughs> yeah, bro. I... So if you remember a couple of years ago, right? Waller had like a two or three game stretch when he just went off he had like 15 targets early in the season and everybody was like oh shit watch out for darren waller and then teams just caught on to that and i think that's kind of what teams that was that was 2021 that was the first game of the season he had 19 targets right 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 and for 105 a tutty and 19 targets right and Um, everybody was like yep he's that dude and then it just it was downhill from there uh, he was decently solid, five catches pretty much uh, the rest up until week six, and he got hurt, missed two games, um, had a seven catch, four catch, seven catch, and then got hurt again. Like, so, right. like, That's... when he's on the field, he's producing. Problem is, like, having him on the field. That's the problem, right? He's only had two standout years, 2019 and two, 2020. Yeah. And that's the That's only it. two years he's played full seasons, actually. Right. He was yeah. a beast those two years, if you really look at he it. He can play a full season. Even if – I wouldn't even – listen, if he played – they play 17 games, right? If he played 14 games, I would I would sign up for that because you're looking mm-hmm. at at least 900 yards, six, seven touchdowns, you would imagine, because he's a – bro, he's an absolute specimen physically, right? Six, six, massive. So – <clears throat> it's you like it on paper, but it doesn't always translate because, like you said, he just misses games. He's played 20 games in the past two years, right? 20 out of 34. That's not a good percentage. And, and he's now he's 30. Well, as a first pass catcher coming off the board, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Gordon Waller health. Everyone is hurt. But I'd you lose I'd be you losing when you're losing. Okay, I guess the coach looks like an idiot. All of a sudden you're injured. Yeah, yeah. I mean I, I get that too. But Waller's always had um, And I think and I think to your point, issues. Mike, there there is a little bit to that because if you look at that Vegas mm-hmm. team last year, once the wheel started falling off, Renfro was out, Waller was out, like there were a lot of guys. Um and I, I think like listen, everyone is hurt but not everyone misses games, 
that there's a big difference, right? Like Travis Kelsey doesn't miss games, right? Mm-hmm. George Kittle, George Kittle misses games, but he's still more of an impact player, even at their face virtually the same age. I think Kittle's 29 ish. Um, but Kittle's more of an impact player. Now I know he's playing on a better team and a better offense, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, Mark Andrews, I know he's banged up a little bit last year too, but Mark Andrews more of an TJ Hawkinson. Right. So we, we can list a ton of guys, especially. And I think the most frustrating thing about Waller is we've seen what he's capable of. Right. So we get extremely disappointed when he's not on the field because we know what he could do when he's on the field. I'm with you, Hammer LT over AP all day, pun intended. Get out of here, Bogey. Come on, bro. Yeah. No, no, it's it, it's Ladanian Tomlinson. I think everybody knows I that. Know. I like I, and it. I, I like it. I don't. LT was my guy. That's like that's like you know when people say, "Oh, uh, Jordan better than Kobe." Yeah, all right, we know, but you know you don't have to be disrespectful to the other guy. I I just I'm just disrespectful because I hate the Vikings. That's the only reason why I'm disrespectful. I know what AP is. Yeah, so, yeah, you do it, know because he ran for. Twice over two hundred that two thousand yard season on your ass, and it translated. That was like that was so that was so soothing to watch. Just to watch him fucking rumble and rumble like Hammer. He wouldn't even answer the phone. Hammer was just. You know what? You know what was soothing? That's not even true because I was at your house every day watching Red Zone. So, or every week. No, so, that's a that's a boggling move. But yeah, you you just you you couldn't watch it. It was hurtful to you. No, um, but you I know what was soothing? Watching the Packers win the playoff game that oh. was soothing. That's true. Joe Webb. Wilkins is out there, yeah, bro. I know. But I don't. I. I mm. Stevie B in heaven. Hustin Bogey not let you guys on the morning and noon show. Nah, we. I. I, I got work, unfortunately. Um. But yeah, I mean. Uh, we're always down to get on. We're always down to get on. Yeah, nah, I'm super busy during the day, man. I got a ton of stuff going on during the day. The nighttime show, I think, is optimal for us. Optimal. I like that. Optimal performance. That, that vocabulary, you know, it's underrated. This is what peak performance looks like. Uh, the OC for the Giants is the former tight end coach for the Chiefs. Makes sense they win and trade it for Darren Waller. That's why they have a lack of emphasis on high-end receiver talent. Well, they've had a lack of emphasis on high-end receiver talent for a long fucking time now. <laughs> um, Galladay was just not that guy. You know what's weird about that? Do you think Galladay was not the guy mm-hmm. because Daniel Jones was the quarterback? Or do you think Galladay was not the guy? Because we saw what he did in Detroit before he left. Hey, that's that's another thing to throw out there. Yes, that's a very good point. I wasn't really thinking about that before. Um, yeah, we saw what Galladay was with Matt, with Matt Stafford. Um, Galladay was never a tremendous route runner or separator. He's just one. He's a big fucking X receiver. That's just what that's what he does. Um, and when you've got a guy like Stafford who could sling that shit and knows, you know, what he's doing, like, so yeah, I mean, uh, to be fair, I, I think I know Galladay was probably injured a lot. Um, but let me look at his uh, I mean, he played what 14 games in 21, he played 12 games fucking last year, shit. Um, but trash, no, uh, absolutely, is he trash? Or was it Daniel Jones? There you go. 
don't know. I mean, to what be you guys to, think. What do you guys think about Kenny Galladay? He only really had two good years, but but that's when he know. fell off. Once once he pretty much went. I mean, he only played five games in that twenty twenty. So then he went to the Giants after you know, and just <laughs> bro, he had six catches in twelve games. Well, it gave me money plenty of times. Yep. Oh my god. So if you own Waller, then pick up Bellinger. Yeah. Did oh, you? I don't know if you've seen. I saw a picture of Bellinger, and I don't know how true it was, but this fucking dude was jacked. No, um, didn't you didn't see it. He had. Oh yeah, he was. He was jacked. <laughs> Tell me if any of y'all saw that. I respect Waller because he used to be addicted to heart. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's clean, and now he can't stay uh, uninjured. So. Yeah. And no. Could and play I could play a too, being injured and being that you know. That could send you down that hole. I liked Bellinger. I liked Bellinger um, a lot, actually. Uh, but he was just one of those guys, and he's at a position that's just replaceable. Like they, they just they don't give a fuck. Um. So yeah. Golf and Danny have more tools, even though they suck. I'd better they'll have better season and comfortable with their QB two status. Yeah, yeah. Golf was actually really good last year. Really last year. Who uh who are you talking about, kidda? Bellinger? Um I, if it was Bellinger is what this is last year was his second year? Or was it his first year last year? No, he was, was a rookie. Year. No, he was what, a rookie. Was? Oh yeah, he was a rookie last year. Oh shit. Six five two fifty. House, that's a house. Players start making business decisions when the team is winning. They get a little, they get a little boo boo and axe for that. Hmm. The young tight end, yeah, let them develop. Yeah, usually they take about three, four years for those tight ends to really kind of develop. Yeah. Even more than that, um, really. He was in Josh McDaniel's system. Gronkowski went crazy for years. It didn't work out for him. Yeah, I mean, well, he was hurt last year too, right? Mm-hmm. Only played yep. 11 games, I believe. Yeah. Uh, I played nine last year, 11 the year before. Nine. But yeah, nine games last year only. So, we're talking pure runner, AP over LT. But overall, I got to go. Yeah, I know. I agree with that overall. But, you know, mm. I die with purple Jesus, bro. <laughs> How did two cousins from New York, the Packers and Vikings fan? So, well, I'll tell you my story. So, my mother's favorite color was purple. And when I was younger, we went to a restaurant. I don't know. I forgot exactly what restaurant it was, but they had the games playing up on the TV and they had the purple team up there. And the Vikings fucking went crazy. They were wearing their purple uniforms. And I since then liked the Vikings. And you know, I my mom got me like a jersey and all that shit when I was younger. And that's how I started becoming a Vikings fan. Um so that's me and that's my story how I became a, a hardcore Vikings fan. That was back in, you know, the Randy Moss, Chris Carter, you know, Jake Reed fucking days, the uh who was the fucking running back? Um Smith, uh, I can't Robert remember his Smith. first name. Robert, Robert Smith. Smith fucking throwing up on the field, if you remember that. Randall Cunningham, um, yep. Randall Cunningham, yeah. I mean, so yeah. 
that, that's how I've been a Vikings fan for a long time. But uh, tell them your story about how you became a a uh, smacker so, fan. So watch your mouth. So it had to be I was probably six years old. So this is probably 94 ish, 94, 95 ish. And I remember I was over at my uncle's house and, um, you know, my dad was there, a bunch of their friends, and they were just sitting there watching football. And the Packers had happened to be playing and it was the first football game I had ever seen. And the Packers were on. It might have been a Monday night or something like that or whatever. And and I always like green like that was that was a color I like similar to you. I like the color green. And I was watching and the Packers had their their green jerseys on and I watched them play. I don't remember if they won or lost the game. I just have this vivid memory or this, you know, vague memory, I should say, of sitting on on this like stool because they had like bar stools in my uncle's house. And I remember watching them play and I kind of just rooted for the green team. And then it progressed and I started to watch more and more and learn who the players are. And so, yeah, so this is around 94 ish, 94, 95. And um, yeah, kind of just started following them as I got a little bit older, a little bit older. And that's pretty much how it took off. And then obviously, you know, Brett Favre was a big deal at that time. And that's kind of how it evolved. Jay, what up, Jay? PB Dubs, what's goody? All the homies in the house. Yep. My good brother Stevie B and Hammer always welcome to any of our shows. They just got their jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> I work in the know, cannabis industry. What did we do wrong? <laughs> right. Right. Working in the cannabis, at- cannabis injury. So I'm always on so- the job. Actually, um, I'm actually trying to transition out of my nine to five job. So I, I work a nine to five job and then I do real estate, you know, kind of in between. I have good flexibility because I do work from home, but I'm pretty much always on call. So I, I don't want to commit to something and then not be able to do it. But um, I'm actually trying to transition into another part of real estate doing uh, property transfer and title for people when they move. So it's a, it's a fairly lucrative business, but I feel like if I'm already in the real estate business as a real estate agent, you know, I could transition fully into that business and be a property transfer person and, and a title, a title person as well. So I'm trying to transition into that and it's not, that's not exactly a nine to five job. So, um, but yeah, I do have a nine to five job that I'm just getting sick of at this point, but it, it keeps the lights on at this point. So I feel that. Yeah, I'm in the car industry and I'm currently trying to get well about to go into the uh into the real estate world. So um Office Depot, first time seeing these dudes and they've got good shit to say. Appreciate you, brother. We are just two dudes. Yours says dude, yours says sweet. Dude, what's mine say? Uh, didn't they pay Gaudet a million dollars per catch last year? Yeah, something. It was like something that. crazy. I, mean, that was I fucking nuts. So um, I just, I, I just looked at, I just looked at Kennedy, Kenny Galladay's profile, and he, bro, they gave him four years, seventy-two mil. <laughs> On sleeper last year at the end of the season, they were like rare catch for yeah, Kenny Galladay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he had six catches all season. Wild. Oh, that's got to go down as one of the worst contracts relative to production. 
ever given out, like in the history of sports. Even. Energy was toast. Yeah, he was. He. That's what we're. That's what we're kind of somewhat yeah. debating is that Daniel Jones. He had Kenny Galladay. Is Kenny Galladay considered a good enough receiver? Where he should have been better. Like, so that's what the whole thing is that we're kind of talking about here is it? And also if he does get a good receiver. Like it doesn't mean that he does take that next step. Does he have the capability? Does he have the ability to, you know, to progress and hit that next tier, like hit that next level. And also too, if you remember Kenny Galladay kind of clashed with the coaching staff as well. So that mm-hmm. was another, that could obviously, be too, yeah. you know, that he was in the dog coaching staff. So, right. So that just made for an overall, just, bad situation altogether and the writing was kind of on the wall that he wasn't going to you know be there next season some touches yeah yeah my boy ap man i missed that man that that comeback season oh man that was that was special to watch i'm a damn good breakfast cook (laughs) that's funny Oh shit. All right. So uh yeah, Daniel Jones. I guess let's talk about Jared Goff now. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get into some other shit. But all right. So Jared Goff, let me pull up Jared Goff's stats. Pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. Jared Goff last year. 4,400 yards, 29 touchdowns, seven in toes. QB 10, same kind of situation. Like we kind of mentioned before where all the kind of hurt guys and guys that played shitty, like would that have relatively moved him down a little bit? Um, But I mean, overall a good season for Jared Goff. This is his one, two, third season, fourth season being a top 13 quarterback um, in fantasy. Um, So he's not unknown to being kind of in that territory. He's a guy that's thrown for, over 4,500 yards twice before. Um, and then obviously had a little bit, had a, had a down season in, in 2020. And then in 2021 was kind of shit, but they finally kind of got, mm-hmm. well, I wouldn't say shit. He was 19 and eight. So it wasn't, it wasn't shit, but kind of, they kind of took off as we, the second half of that season, right? They won a bunch of games in a row. Um, they changed the offensive coordinator. They found the role they needed to find for St. Brown, and he started fucking going ballistic. And then, obviously, last year, Jared Goff just continued that with St. Brown and and did what he did. So now, of course, the big question is, do they stay with Jared Goff? Do they give him the contract? Um, they did go out and draft, uh, what's his name? Gibbs. No, rookie, uh, quarterback. Hooker. Um, huh? And then Hooker. And then Hooker, right? Who was three years younger than Jared Goff, which is kind of crazy. Um, but if Jared Goff puts up another season like this, like. He doesn't even have to be better. If he has a carbon copy of this season. You're good. I think that's a stamp for him to get the contract extension because this is the offense that they're running. They're kind of jailing everything together. They're building it up nice, kind of how they want to play. And this could be their guy. So, like, I really like Jared Goff. But what do you think about Jared Goff and all this? I think he's about as good a value at the quarterback position that you're going to get, right? 
because obviously we know the top, you know, seven, eight guys, relatively speaking. But then really, once you get past seven, eight, nine, ten, you can make the argument that he's probably a tremendous value. He's not QB one material in my estimation, similar to what we talked about with Daniel Jones, where if he was my QB one, I wouldn't be thrilled with it, but a damn fine super flex QB two high end right at that, like you said, QB 12, QB 13 range. Um, And I would feel more than comfortable with having him there considering Number one, the coaching staff we talked about with Dan Campbell and company, um, the offensive weapons that they have. Now, they did trade TJ Hawkinson, which is strange, right, that he's had a great season even after unloading TJ Hawkinson. So that just kind of, you know, forwards the case a little bit that Jared Goff is a damn good quarterback. Um, I think everybody was really down on him after that 2021 season where he had the 19 and eight, which is very underwhelming, right? They didn't, they weren't very good. Um, <clears throat> and their defense still needs some work. So they were in some shootouts where they were giving up a ton of points and Jared Goff had to kind of sling it around, but they have the offensive pieces in place. Now, if Jamison Williams can get his head screwed on straight and stop doing dumb shit, um, I, I would have liked their outlook even better specifically at the start of the season with him coming back healthy, full training camp. You got Amon Ra on the other side. So Jamison doesn't have to, you know, have the weight of the world on his shoulders, but they go out, they trade DeAndre Swift. <clears throat> they let uh, Jamal Williams go. They bring in Gibbs. They bring in Monty. And I, I really don't think they're going to miss a beat offensively. And then you get Jamison Williams back, you know, in week seven. Now, do you think that they'll appeal that suspension and get it reduced for Jamison? I don't think it truly really matters. I think that yeah, I think we would have heard something already by now. Um, I haven't heard anything. I don't know if anybody else has. Um, I haven't really followed up on it, but um, if anybody has more information, let us know in the chat. But uh, yeah, I love his outlook, I love him in that 12 ish range. Yeah, but I think it's still, <laughs> I think it still falls under the you know, breaking whatever the policy is. Um, even though it wasn't at the facility, they were out of mm-hmm. town in whatever it was, the hotel or whatever, but still technically, uh, impl- I, I don't know what's the right way to say it. Like you're basically working on the clock, I guess. Right. Because you're, you're under the team's mm-hmm. you know, supervision or whatever you call it. I guess same thing as being in the facility where they say that that you know I guess that's that would be considered being in the but he 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 should know, know better right like that's yeah. the bottom line he should know better like mm-hmm. come on bro you, you should know better and I think that's the bottom line where it's like you know everything's lining up and first for Detroit to be a playoff team. Like, I think that's the kind of the expectation that a lot of people have going into the season and potentially winning that division. So, you know, to, to see him do that is kind of, it's kind of annoying more than anything, because I do think they'll still be fine. And when he comes back, but just a distraction that they didn't need when they have a lot of momentum going into the season. And Jared Goff is a big part of that. Definitely. Our office depot had to had to be out. All right. Peace out, brother. Thanks for tuning Thanks, in. Man. Thanks for tuning Appreciate in. Appreciate it.
Yep. Golf will get a contract either way in 2024. Yeah, I, I think so too. Whether he gets one for the Lions or not, but I just think like the Lions have they've kind of got shit clicking right now. And if they do decent mm-hmm. like they did last year, I mean they were a top. If I'm not mistaken, they were a top five offense last year. Top ten definitely. Um, I don't know if someone could look that up real quick. Um, but yeah, I mean, why go away from that? It just that that doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Continuity. I think that's the biggest mm-hmm. way. To and if Jared Goff gets the contract, you're going to feel comfortable a lot, com- more comfortable with Amon Ross St. Mm-hmm. Brown because he's going to be his guy. He's he's already said that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, looking at some other Jared Goffs going a little bit deeper, I mean, we were talking about the yards per attempt. Jared Goff was seventh. There you go. In yards per attempt. He was 12th in air yards. Um. His red zone complete completion percentage, he was 10th, so still top 10. QBR, he was 5th. So, I mean, he played really good football last year. I mean, seven in toes, the 29 touchdowns. And that could have been 30-35. I mean, we saw how many times they get stopped at, like, the one. At the one. St. Brown, I think, himself, like, three or four times that happened. So, you know, he could have very well had, you know, be be over 30 touchdowns. so yeah, I, I think you you had it right on the money. He's kind of like that back end QB one, maybe high end QB uh, high end QB two, um, and that's what makes me like golf over Daniel Jones. And I I'd rather have the comfortability in knowing kind of I guess what I'm going to get out of golf going forward. Um, and it is a little bit risky because what if he busts this year? I mean, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think I have I'd more rather, I'd rather take. I'd rather take the, just what because I know what golf is going to get. It's going to be maybe QB twelve to fifteen, and I'm okay with that. Where Daniel Jones could be the same thing or worse, but I don't think he's going to be better. So that's why I like Jared Goff. I feel like Jared Goff has the higher floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. That's, what I'm saying. that's mm-hmm. I, I think I think that's the Basically. best way to look at it is Jared Goff has the higher floor, right? Because Daniel Jones could always revert <clears throat> to that guy who's turning the ball over like crazy. You know, I, I like I said, we do think Brian Dable is going to kind of, you know, keep the training wheels on, so to speak. But, you know, you never know. Daniel Jones essentially has the ball, and you can't run, run the ball with Saquon every single play. So, you know, I, I have a lot more confidence in Jared Goff repeating his last season performance than I do Daniel Jones. Not to say he, Daniel Jones can't or improve because I made a you know fairly strong case that he should improve. But if if I was a betting guy and they said, you know, who do you who would you bet on to repeat their past season's performance? I think I'll be betting on Jared Goff. Yeah, and I guess you could say Daniel Jones has, I guess, the higher ceiling. I don't know if I necessarily believe in it, but I guess you have to admit, obviously, he's got what could be a higher ceiling if he's throwing, you know, 25, 30 touchdowns. And on top of that, the rushing Mm -hmm. um, where obviously Jared Goff doesn't bring you, you know, the rushing upside. But. Yeah, yeah, I I don't know why I I fuck with golf. I think, uh, you know, what's crazy is that like. With Daniel Jones, we we basically had an hour conversation because there's so many variables, right, to pick apart. Whereas with Jared Goff, like we could basically sum him up in 15, 20 minutes because right, because we know 
kind of what we're going to get. We know, number one, we know he's capable. You brought up a really good point where he's capable. Obviously, he's thrown for 4,000 yards multiple times. He's thrown for over 4,500 multiple times. And he's been a 30-touchdown guy before. I believe in 20, I was just looking it up, in 2019, I believe, he finished QB, 2018, he finished QB6. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that capability is in there. And I think he's in the a good environment and a good situation where there's no reason to think he can't throw for 4,500 yards and 30 touchdowns. I feel like that should be the expectation, you know, with everything that we've seen last year and, and the stability that he has around them. I, the Hendon Hooker thing means nothing to me. I'll be honest. That's with what you. I'm saying. It doesn't, I, I'm not worried about Hendon <laughs> no, Hooker at all. No, I'm not either. You know, I think that they got him. Maybe, maybe he can be the backup, the certified backup forever, but I don't think by any chance they think that they're no. ever going to appoint him the starter and really get rid of golf. Now I know there were like contract talk extensions a little <laughs> bit. I guess they talked about in the off season. I don't know whatever happened with that, but looks like Jared Goff is going to play this year out. And then, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Or maybe even mid season, they do something if he's playing well. I mean, I, I don't know, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, no, I, I, I just – so I had Jared Goff on my home league dynasty team last year. I picked him up, and I didn't have the expectation because I had Joe Burrow in there, and it's a one QB league, so I didn't have any expectation. But as the season was progressing and Jared Goff sitting on my bench, and there was a couple of games where he just went off. There was a couple of games where he outperformed Joe Burrow. Now, obviously, I'm not going to play Jared Goff over Joe Burrow, but there were a couple of games where I sat there and and Jared Goff's got 35 points and, and Joe Burrow's got like 21. And I'm just like, what the hell? And it, and it started and I started noticing it. And I'm like, damn, Jared Goff's having a hell of a season. So um, I started really taking notice and I'm like, damn. So <clears throat> last season and, you know, every quarterback's going to have some stinkers, but these were a couple of the QB finishes for Jared Goff throughout the season. QB seven, and I'm talking about on a per week basis. QB seven, QB one, week four he finished as QB one, QB four, QB four, QB two, QB seven. So he's he's capable. He mix in a couple of 16, 15, 14, um, a couple in the twenties. But but overall, man, the guy was the guy was really solid. Um, and like I said, I think he makes for the perfect super flex quarterback. I don't think you could get a better super flex quarterback than Jared Goff at this particular point in time. Yeah, I mean, he's going, I think his ADP on sleeper at least is 69 and super flex. Um, he went in our subscriber league at the 5-1 uh, to Marty. Marty wound up getting, that's an awesome pick there. So he's got Mahomes and Jared Goff. That's, um, I, I like that combination. That's pretty damn yeah, good. That's, that's awesome, uh, Marty. Uh, Marty said golf or Gino uh, for redraft. And I know Gino finished very well no, last golf. year. I, I, I don't know. It's golf for me. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, I think I'm going to roll with golf because I kind of feel safer. But Gino, I mean, listen, he did what he did last year, but that's the first time, obviously, he's ever done that. So um, can he get much worse, though, is the real question. I mean, he's got weapons. He's got Lockett. He's got JSN. He's got DK. I mean, he's got two good running backs now. I mean, it's going to be a good offense. Uh... So I think Geno's numbers are a little – I don't want to say skewed because if you look at the body of work for the season, it was damn good. But look at the last four – look at the last month. 
right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the last month, so that's the last four games, not including the wild card game against San Francisco. He had five touchdowns and three interceptions in four games, right? Before that, he was on fire. Like, he was just doing his thing. So I think the league, yeah, I think he kind of took the league by surprise, right? Because there was very little expectations for Seattle. A lot of people had Seattle with a top five pick, you know, of their own because obviously they got the the, the Russell Wilson uh, draft compensation from Denver, but nobody had Seattle doing much of anything, mainly because we didn't believe Geno Smith was that very good, you know, based on history. So I, I, I tend to think that the league is kind of picked up on Geno. Um, there's a ton of film on him now. Now the weapons are really good. When you look at it, those three wide receivers are pretty damn good. Um, <clears throat> so it's got to be golf for me. I just think I just think golf will be more consistent, even in redraft. Yeah, I feel that. You know what's weird too about Jared Goff? Like outside of Amon Ra, I know obviously they they, they had T.J. Hawkinson. Before really have nobody, right? It it's like strange, and he threw for just a ton, right? And didn't now with Jamo coming, now with Jamo coming, we've got a possible, you know, next level a little bit. Um, and they picked up uh, Sam Sam Laporta at the tight end position. That I they I got their like boy back. Pick. They got their boy back. Uh, didn't they get their boy back, Marvin? I think right, Marvin Jones. Yeah, but that's uh, I'm not. I know he's old and, and kind of washed, but it's nice to see him go back to, uh, you know, go back to the Lions. They've got Amon Ross, so he's could be, you know, sneaky little uh sneaky little play, but great favorite team origin stories. The Vikings were sick as fuck. Yeah, I mean, listen, one of my favorite fucking defensive players ever on the Vikings, other than um the hitman Harrison Smith, was fucking John Randall. That Randall. motherfucker was, that was a scary he dude. He was a fucking nut. Bro, that was a scary dude. He was nuts. And um, I used to love I love just watching clips of him. Like you can find clips of him on YouTube, and they just gotta they put a bunch of clips together. He's of got him that just yelling and talking out loud, yeah. just the fucking the, the, you know, him with the paint on, just of shit that he would say in the game, whether it's teammates, practice, whatever, just how hard he would go and the shit that he would say mm-hmm. was just uh was insane, bro. McVay would never cut golf loose. Last year we've seen that. Yeah. I don't think that's entirely accurate, PB, because I, I referenced that 20 uh well, that he, 20 what was that that 2018 season, that 2019 yeah, season. He, so, he did that one season, yeah. So so Jared Goff was cute in 2018 with the Rams. Now McVay was there in 2018 and he had 4,600, call it 4,700 yards. 32, yeah, yeah, you're 32 right. touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Good for QB6 finish. That's pretty damn good. He threw for 4,600 the next year, too, though. Not QB13, but only 22 touchdowns, 16 intos, though. So, right, right, you know, threw some more intos uh, that year, and then even 2020, just under 4,000 yards. 
uh, missed a, missed a game apparently there as well, and then threw twenty touchdowns and thirteen intos. So, I think he he's a guy that obviously you want like to have weapons around him, um, and I feel like that's kind of what they're doing now. You know, in Detroit, oh, yeah. you know, you you got uh, Gibbs now coming out of the backfield. You've got mm-hmm. Monty there. You've got Amon Ra. You know, Jameson. I like so, what they've got, man. They've they've done a hell of a I, job. I I really love uh, I really love the offense. So if Jared Goff, Jared Goff gets a contract, and that's right what's now. gonna happen. We we know how it is, like in Dynasty, where we we fucking where people just. They don't value that until it happens. It's just you can't. They're just they're pushed down the board, right? So Jared Goff went at the five one in our subscriber league. He's got what I say sixty nine. I think is his ADP on sleeper right now mm-hmm. um, for two QB. And if he gets the contract, then he'll be what? He'll be twenty nine with a contract on a great offense. I mean, that's going to vault him what into the second round, third round. Yeah. You would imagine in a super flex league. Two, right? Got to imagine. You know, same with Daniel Jones, I guess you could say. Just, just like we were talking about Daniel Jones, where he'll he'll fly up there. Mm-hmm. Oh, if Jared Goff gets, if he does, let's just say he does what he did last year. And maybe he throws 31 touchdowns. You know, maybe he goes up just a tiny bit. Uh, gets the contract. Let's say he gets a. Four-year deal. Um, what does that do as far as looking at his dynasty value at that point? I think it it solidifies be- it to what exactly what you said. He's not. I th- I still think he's probably there's probably nine or ten guys I probably rather rather have before him. Maybe even a little more if I really like started you know rattling off a bunch of names but man like I I think you brought up the perfect situation that Marty has right he obviously has this the 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 guy in Mahomes and he's got a probably the best super flex quarterback in Jared Goff right for the value that he got him at in the fifth round for a guy that's gonna be there you would imagine in Detroit he's only gonna be 29 so he gets a four-year deal so he plays all four years there 33 that's not that old at that position. So that's, it's a beautiful situation to be in. And I think it solidifies it even more and even more. So if Marty wanted his trade value would go up exponentially, right? You could get a lot more for him. I don't think he'll be the value that he is now. If he gets that four year deal, I guess I could look at it from that standpoint. Hey, Marty, let's, let's talk Jared Goff, bro. (laughs) 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 I really hope Marty's watching. Oh, that's fantastic. Tino, what up, Tino? First time caller, long time listener. Appreciate hey. you. Just want to compliment homie's hairline on the right. Yeah. Is this a you thing know, now? <laughs> Is this a thing now? Appreciate his hairline. Um, I know mine's looking pretty suave too, but you know, appreciate you. <laughs> Oh my god. You know, I this this show gets awesome, more awesome as we go. It really does. There, there's no doubt about it. 
Oh shit. Yeah. Fire, bro. Straight fire. Too funny, man. Too damn funny. But yeah, I appreciate that, man. Thanks for tuning in as well. We always appreciate we always appreciate new people jumping in, giving us different perspectives, giving us their, you know, their their view on things. Um, so yeah, man, appreciate it. All right. So if you have Daniel Jones or Jared Goff, mm-hmm. would you want to try and tear up from those guys? What if we want to tear up to, you know, one of Deshaun the Watson? elites, Deshaun Watson, you know, uh, fields, that kind of range? To be honest with you, I would rather, and I, and this might be blasphemy. PB might get mad at me for this. I'd rather have Jared Goff right now than Justin Fields. Uh, now, I, and now I does, know- that, does that mean that you would draft him before Justin Fields? No, right? Or not necessarily. Saying- no, no, not necessarily. And yeah. I'm, I'm not. And the reason why I say that is I'm not 100 percent sold on Justin Fields. I'm, I'm really not. I know we we fall in love and we look at all that running around he did. That's not sustainable. Let's 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 keep it real. All that running around, him running for a thousand yards as as a quarterback, that's not sustainable. And that that's part of the that's part of what I put into it. Now he did get DJ Moore. It obviously he still has Claypool. Um, but I, I'm not I'm not in love with that Bears offense as a whole. And I just don't yeah. think him running for a thousand yards at that position is sustainable for a long career. Like we know Jared Goff, even Jared Goff, six, seven, eight years in still has ahead of him because Jared Goff looks like a 14 year, 15 year kind of quarterback based on what we know about pocket passers. And obviously they're protected, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So from that standpoint, like I said, it, it sounds like blasphemy to say that, but if you kind of dig a little bit deeper, as we like to say, it's not as crazy as it may sound on the surface. So at this particular point, I'd rather have Jared Goff on my team because I know exactly what I'm going to get. Does Justin Fields have the higher ceiling? Absolutely. Does just Is Justin Fields a, a much more uh, explosive athlete? Absolutely. Is that going to translate into a long career if, I'm, if we're talking dynasty? I don't know. Yeah, that's always uh all right. So let's not use Justin Fields. Let's use uh let's use, I guess, Deshaun. Um are you, you talking Jones, hold on if you have Jones and Golf Prey? Uh, Fields equals Vic. Yeah, I don't know about that, but Rushing I wise, my, yeah, I mean, you know, but, but like, like I, I said, that's the biggest thing. The biggest thing, especially in Dynasty, is when you take these rushing QBs, um, you know, the the injury rate that you know they're going to miss a few games, a game, two games, three games. Typically, like these guys miss a couple, a couple games, um, just like the running backs position. I mean, sometimes these these elite guys they miss some games, but. My bad. Um, but yeah, over time, we haven't seen a rushing QB last particularly long in fantasy, right? I think Cam Cam Newton was what seven years, I think he gave us before he kind of fell was, off. 
What was Vic? Um, look up Vic real quick. Vic was a little bit longer because when he got older, he wasn't running around as much. Like when he went to Philadelphia and he was pretty good in Philly, like after he left Atlanta, he was pretty good for a little while. And then he kind of bounced around. I know he's on the Jets. He was on Pittsburgh, I think, for a little while. He kind of Vic was in the league for a while. But he wasn't, he wasn't, once he left Atlanta, he wasn't that same crazy athlete running around taking hits kind of guy. Could he still run? Of course, because he's a natural athlete, you know, just a freak of nature at that position, you know, with that athleticism. But Vic, Vic was around for a long time, but he wasn't doing that Atlanta stuff that when he was in Philly and then thereafter, you know, so he he and and a lot of these running quarterbacks look at Russell Wilson right Russell Wilson used to run around a ton not to scramble per se like rushing wise but you know those guys slow down um you Russell could Wilson say, probably you could say bad. Dak you could say Dak Dak ran a, a lot more before not 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 as much now but to a lesser degree i think yeah i, I was just I pointing think, out because his age but yeah to, I think, obviously I, to a lot lesser degree I, I, I think the cam newton comp is probably a really good one because we saw cam right he burst on the scene he was really good and he was really good throwing the ball his first year and then after that he was never as good throwing the ball i know he had an mvp season i believe in 2015 um but but when you take those hits and Justin Fields kind of is in that Cam Newton mold, right, where he was really good for that good, I want to say four year stretch, maybe three to four year stretch. And then it, it tapered off pretty quickly. So that's the evidence, you know, that kind of supports that that theory that I have that I think Jared Goff is the better long term value. Can Justin Fields go out there and win you a league the next two to three years? Absolutely. Potentially. But. I'd rather have that Marty situation, and I'm going to reference it once more because, you know, if you've got the Mahomes, you know what you got, and then you got Goff as your as your super flex, you know you're going to get steady, stable production over the next seven-ish years I'm looking at because we, I think he's going into year eight. Uh, Bogey brings up a good point. Fields, Lamar, Hurts. What do they all have in common? They weren't healthy for us in the playoffs. Yep. That's listen, it, mm-hmm. it's real, bro. I do think, I mean, the Jalen Hurts thing was a little weird. And I think I think Jalen Hurts is a better passer than Lamar and Justin Fields, as evidenced by what we saw last year. Now, Lamar and Justin Fields don't have AJ Brown and Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard to a lesser degree, but Jalen Hurts really developed into a really good passer last year. Um, he didn't have the crazy passing touchdown numbers, but if you watch the games, and obviously we all do, you could see that he he took a leap as a passer. See, I would I would only say I think Lamar is actually the best passer. Like when he actually s- sits back and passes and i used to really i used to not like lamar um and i I don't like obviously that he gets hurt but passing like he's not he could pass out of the pocket i think a lot better than justin fields and jalen hurts jalen hurts obviously last year was was great but i think as like more of a pure passer like lamar i think is better as a better like passer than than the other two guys um but that's obviously up for debate um i'm no fucking scout but that's kind of just what i think that's interesting i mean i think if we remember back to that lamar's mvp season 
he was, I think he threw 35 touchdowns, I believe, mm-hmm. if if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. I, I, I do think there is something to that because we've seen it before, but we really haven't seen it since. That level. They haven't of, really gave him that chance to, to be fair. They kind of just turned true. into a more rushing offense and they're kind of, you know, a lot of design runs where they're forcing him to run mm-hmm. instead of, you know, having him only run when he needs to. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that's a, you know, that's a big thing. And maybe we see that change this year. You know, well, they're already saying there's, they should be passing more. Um, so, We'll see how it turns out this year. And that's kind of why I think, you know, Lamar for me is one of those guys I think has that bounce back season and is in the, you know, in the running for MVP. Um, I keep saying that I just, I think this is going to be a good year for him. So uh, Bogey says, I can't lie. I play fantasy like a pussy most of the time. (laughs) I tend to stray away from those rushing QBs, even though they have the highest ceiling, they have a higher probability of injury. You know, uh, I'm very, I have a very similar train of thought. Now, I did take uh, Jalen Hurts in our subscriber league. I could have took Joe Burrow again because I have Joe Burrow in our home, in our home league. I could have took Justin Herbert, you know, but I I did want to kind of roll the dice a little bit and and go for the higher upside. But yeah, man, I I tend to play that way as well, where those rushing quarterbacks scare me. I've never had Lamar Jackson on my team. I've had Kyler Murray once, and I traded for him mid-season because my team was terrible, so I wanted to shake something up. But I tend to, to play the same way where I stay away from those um, those high-volume rushing quarterbacks because they could be really great, but they're going to miss some games. And and as you were saying, they if they miss those games around playoff time, you could be in big trouble. Yeah, I mean uh... – I'm not, I guess I would say in, in dynasty, I'm a little more conservative than I would be in redraft. Like in redraft, fuck it. I'm going for the gusto. Give me all the Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson's and Jalen Hurts. I, I yeah, don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, you know, I, I'll take the risk um, in redraft leagues, but in dynasty, I'm a little more, I'm a little more conservative. I want, you know, I, I want the, the more pocket QBs. I mean, I've got a, a ton of, what do I have? I got two, a ton of, I got two, uh, Deshaun. Um, well, I got Kyler is a little bit of a rushing QB, but he doesn't rush like and get hit like a fuck, like, like the other guys though. Um, he gets out of bounds a lot. He get yeah, he, he gets, he gets out of bounds a lot. Um, so that's rough, but yeah, I, I like the, I like the more, the more pocket pad. Damn. I got a lot of Deshaun Watson. Holy shit. <laughs> That's all you talk about is Deshaun Watson for Dynasty. Bro, because he's so cheap, I wound up buying him in a couple leagues, and it just – I mean, he was available. Yeah, too so. bad at that. Yeah. I mean, I got Deshaun and Kyler, Deshaun and Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun and Anthony Richardson. Oh, man. Uh Justin Fields is a good size dude to run, though. I want to say is at least two twenty. Yeah, I mean, look, Cam was fucking huge too. I mean, it's just you know you take Cam a beat and take yeah. a beat and over time. So yeah, I mean, can he be a can he be a pocket passer? Is really the real thing. Now, in college, he was a good pocket passer. So I don't know if necessarily he just is not good at passing or not. I, I don't know if that is. 
is true. I guess we'll find out this year. But I think the bigger issue is even the coaching staff said they're going to run like they did last. They're going to run them like they did last year. So, you know, another thousand yard season is in the card rushing, but that kind of makes it also a little more scary where how many hits like, is he going to take rushing that, them like yeah. that? I mean, shit. So I think that's the biggest thing is, are they going to let him kind of do his thing in the pocket more, or are they going to run, run him like they did last year? And, you know, right now it seems like they're going towards the same thing. So I just, I don't know. I don't know. So, so check this out. Oh yeah. Kid, it says it right here. Uh, Fields was a great passer. Um, I don't see why we think he has to show us anything. The Bears were trash, and he still finished higher than T. Low in points per game. Yeah, obviously with the rushing, definitely. Yeah. Well, but 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 really quick, I, I want to spin that the other way. Is that the Bears were trash, but also like we've seen a ton of guys be really good in college, and the NFL is just faster. The guys are stronger. The windows are tighter. Right now. To 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 your point, kid, uh, the Bears were trash, right? So, and he has a he has an improved uh, supporting cast this season, but you know it, it remains to be seen. But but check this stat out real quick. Last year, Justin Fields had 192 completions, right, as a passer. He had 160 rushing attempts. <laughs> That's bananas out of the quarterback position. That is absolutely bananas. So I don't know if 160 rushing attempts, let's just call it 140, right? Because you'll you'll imagine that they'll that might come down a little bit. But if he goes to 140, 150 rushing attempts, that doesn't bode very well for his longevity. Like I said, he could win you a league, but that doesn't bode well for his longevity. Uh, I feel you, kid, a hundred percent. I think the bigger, the bigger issue, um, is that a ton of games last year came down to him and him turning the ball over and not, yeah, yeah, and not winning it for his team and not coming through in the clutch. Um, and granted, you're right; like the wide receivers are trash. So does it? Maybe that does have something to do with it. Um, that's, I guess, to remain to be seen. So we'll see, um, you know, we'll see going forward. So, I mean, I think I like fields, but realistically there is risk. There is a ton of risk there, especially when you're talking about your QB one, you know, in, in dynasty and we're playing in these super flex leagues. So, you know, I think that's kind of the biggest thing is that, even though we think he can do it and we know he can be successful, obviously, even without a good receiving core, as we just saw. Um, but let's be realistic. They thought about possibly trading Justin Fields. Yes, they did. Let's not, you know, let's not forget that. Um, so I, I, and on top of that, obviously he doesn't have the contract. And if you bust this year, then yeah, I mean, you know, and, and I'm not trying to say this to go against him, but it is in the realm of possibility that things don't go well. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe he does rush for another thousand yards and maybe he does finish top 10 in, in fantasy or top five um, for fantasy. But is he going to do the same thing as last year and turn the ball over and not win games? 
Um, and how is the, you know, how is the team going to look at him at that point after they just surrounded him with wide receivers and he's still turning the ball over and he's still not winning games. So I think that is obviously a possibility. Um, so that's why I don't have any shares of fields. Um, I'm just, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I stood away from Justin Fields. And listen, you it, it could be one of those situations where he turns out to be Josh Allen, right? That that he puts it all together. I'm not saying that he will, but you know, people who 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 were in dynasty leagues, you know, when Josh Allen was a rookie and they took him, you know, the first two years it didn't look great. And then you turned out to have an absolute stud on your hand. So this could be one of those situations, or it could be a Cam Newton situation where he has two to, <clears throat> where he has three to four, you know, really impressive years, really kind of top notch years, and then he just fizzles out after that because he's taken so many hits, and you know that takes its toll on the rest of your body. Alan Murray's mobile. He's a baseball player at heart. Shreds from the pocket. Legs are usually to extend plays and throw on the run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, my stance on Kyler is like I don't think he's a great NFL quarterback, but he's, he's a great. He's, he's off script. He's off script. <laughs> he's that's a great fantasy quarterback, about, and yeah. that's kind of all that matters. He does have the contract, so I mean, if he's, if he's not going to be on the Cardinals, then maybe he's somewhere else, if that's even possible with the contract that he has. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, he's he's definitely small. Kyler is very frustrating because in the first half, I want me to stress that point more. I feel you, kid. I feel you. I feel you. But he hasn't done it at the NFL level yet. Um, and Hammer's right. It is. It is very different at the NFL level, and not everybody translates the same. So. Um, the jury is still kind of out, but we'll see this year. Look, they got him at least some weapons. I mean, you got uh Mooney, you got DJ Moore, you got Komet, you've got a little bit of a changed offense, you've got some running backs now they can throw in there. Um, you know, other than Monty. So, you know, you got Roshan, you got Foreman, you got Herbert, you got a, some decent weapons around him. So, I, I, he's got to take the next step, like, he has to take the next step. But on top of that, he's got to be able to not turn the ball over, he's got to be able to win games, you know. Yeah, that's a big factor as well, because <clears throat> I know we like to talk in relative fantasy production terms, but, bro, if you're just out there, you know, running around and gaining a bunch of yards, but you're not winning games, that will also not v- bode very well for your longevity, right? Like, you could be, <clears throat> you could be, you could be one of those guys, like I said, who runs around a ton, but you're not winning games, so... The Bears, like you said, the Bears, the fact that the Bears entertained, you know, even even trading him because they had the number one pick. So you trade him, you reset the clock on your quarterback position. The fact that it was even a thought after year two, you know, kind of means that this this third year, I don't want to say it's make or break, but you got to see some signs that are pointing in the right direction as far as, like you said, the turnovers and the accuracy. Uh, Bogey said super low total amount of plays ran. Yeah. That wasn't too, a good offense. Uh, he's always successful with the shittiest supporting cast ever. He's already successful. He's successful as a fantasy QB, not as an NFL quarterback. Like, yeah, he ran the shit ton out of the ball. But, again, I mean, look at how many games that, you know, he didn't win for his team. And, again, I know they were shit, but does that improve with the weapons that he has around him now? So he's got to be able to prove that this year. 
Um, and you're right, better O line, got a left tackle. I, I'm with you. I'm I'm with you. He's got to he's got to do it now. They they put the they put what they needed around him. So I got an offer. Uh, James, what's up, James? Uh, C.J. Stroud and Cam Akers for Devonta and Godert. Uh, tight end premium when I have super flex, I get Stroud. So you get Stroud and Akers. Well, I guess number one would be what is your current QB situation first off? Uh, and how many starters is this? It just give me a little more information so I can answer that. Uh, so I can answer that better for you. Oh man, I'm not crazy about Cam Makers. I think I think people are selling really high on Cam Makers, you know, or yeah, trying to anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not high on Cam Akers either. But all right, you need a QB. CJ Stroud, he's going what? Second round, uh, you know, early second round, mid second round startup. So he's worth a good amount. Um, you know, you do get Cam Akers on top of that. And I don't love Cam Akers either, Hammer, but you're giving up Devonta Smith and you're giving up Go Dirt or Go Dare, whatever the fuck. Uh, it is a tight end premium. I mean, I, I want the QB. I mean, I can go out and get a Dev another Devonta Smith if I need to, right? Go Dirt, I like, but, you know, what? who else do you have at tight end? What does that leave you with? Are, are you trying to rebuild? Like, give me a, just a little more info, uh, James. Because, I mean, just looking at it, I mean, yeah, I, I want the quarterback. <clears throat> I, I mean... I'm a little Kyler. torn. I, I, I definitely I got want Kyler, to see. Tannenhill, and Russell Wilson. All right, so this uh, <clears throat> ten, okay. So you still got Russ. You got Kyler, who's down. So are you competing at the current? Are you competing? Uh, like I said, I, I'm okay with it because then you'll, you'll have Stroud. You'll have Kyler. And if Russell Wilson bounces back, you'll have some some equity in Russell Wilson as a if he's got some equity in Russell Wilson. Maybe you can trade him and something else, uh, and go get yourself another Devonta Smithish. You know, I don't know a Drake London, a DK Metcalf, anybody kind of in that range around wherever you value Devonta Smith. Um, you got Chig. All right, you got Chig. You got Zeki. You got Irv. I mean. You're decent there. I mean, it sucks giving up. Go there, but for the QB, I think. Uh, yeah, I think I'd take it. I think you kind of almost. <clears throat> I think you kind of almost have to because Kyler's down, right? And. We're not exactly sure when he's going to come back. And to make matters worse with Kyler's situation, that Arizona team looks like a dumpster fire, so they may not be in a rush to bring Kyler back at all, potentially. Um, so, oh, St. Brown, Waddle. Yes, make the trade. There you go. Yeah, yeah, I'll take I'll take the QB. You definitely, you got some guys. Wait um... a minute. Hold, James, we've, I've seen this team before. Because I remember saying, mm -hmm. remember, because we were like, Devonta's the fourth best guy. The fourth best receiver. We he I've seen his team before, so yeah, make that trade. Because so I was like, damn, you got St. Brown, Waddle, and T. Higgins. Devonta Smith yeah, is the fourth got. best guy. Yeah, yeah, make that trade, 
hundred percent. Now you got the value in the you got the value in the QBs. And then, like we said, if Russell Wilson has a good first, you know, five six weeks, you could think about trying to unload him and, and recoup some of that value. Even as for even if it's for a draft pick, fuck it at this point. So basically, my only starting players. Okay. Yeah, I don't mind that trade with with the context. Because you're solidifying that position. Because you're going to have to play C.J. Stroud and Russell Wilson. I'm not playing Tannehill. I'm I'm not doing that. If If I'm trying to compete and with the wide receivers that he has, he should be able to compete. If you got C.J. Stroud, you got Russell Wilson as your super flex. Either way, it's interchangeable at that point. And then you got those three wide receivers plus Brees Hall. Like you should be able to compete with that until Kyla comes back. Let their starter running back walk. Only have two backup running backs traded for two wide receivers in eight months. Drafted a wide receiver in the third round. Signed the pass catching tight end Tanyan. Yeah. Offensive coordinator, former QB coach, and wide receiver coach. Okay. I mean, yeah, look, they're trying to set him up for success. So again, he's gotta he's gotta take that next step. And I would move Kyler Murray. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, you've you've got some options. I mean, I don't know how people value Kyler Murray. I mean, I I would say now is probably not the best time to trade him because his value I don't think will be perceived you know as high as you'd want it to be. I think you might have to wait if you're going to trade Kyler. But yeah, I mean that that's true. But I still wait for the right time. I mean, you know, dynasty is you know got to have uh, got to have some patience. Strike at the strike at the right moment, you know. Yeah, I agree. I just think the the weird thing with Kyler right now is that obviously he's hurt. Um, you know, that team basically looks like a dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. So, who knows it? Like I said, who knows if they're in a rush. If by week six, week seven, you know, Kyler's ready to come back and they're one and five, like they gave him a ton of money. So are they are they really going to roll him out there in that situation? So that remains to be seen. Honor's a workhorse. Yeah. Can he stay healthy? We'll see. I mean, the team kind of is trash, but. So he's gonna get the know. he's gonna get the volume. Get, you know, yeah, he'll, he'll get the volume. Is the volume gonna be too much for him where he gets hurt? I mean, I don't know. Michael Wilson looks good. Yeah, he's he's got to be consistent. I mean, he was always good. He's a good player. He just has been uh, not healthy. Flip Kyler Murray for high end uh, school skill position player. Yeah, you can definitely do that. I'd still want to wait until the value is up, though, because I just want to trade him at the best point I can. Uh, only running backs are Brees, Penny, and Joshua Kelly. Jeez. That's all right. I mean, listen, you've got some guys that that you're going to be have value. Yeah. counting on um, and have a ton of and have a ton of value for you. So, and you're setting up your QBs at the same time, you know, for for the future. And you still got Russell Wilson for now. So, I mean, and Tannenhill, I think you said you had too. So,
They'll win five games. Maybe less. Setting up feels like success for the past. So yeah, I mean, again, he's he's they're setting it up, and now he's got to uh, he's got to deliver. I'll play Tannehill over CJ. Uh, yeah, maybe right off the bat. I don't know. Probably even not. I don't even think so. I don't know. There's not much. I think I'll roll I CJ can, out there, but yeah, that's... I'll probably roll CJ out there too. Other option, get CJ straight up for Devonta. Uh, what was the whole other trade before? CJ and Cam Makers for Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard. Oh yeah, fuck yeah! I way rather do that. If you could just get to give up Devonta for CJ Stroud, yeah, that's a smash for me. I'd rather do that because then you're giving up. If you could do that, that means you're giving up Godert for Cam Akers. Don't do that. If you can get, I didn't think you can get Devonta for just straight up CJ Stroud, honestly. So, yeah, if you can get CJ Stroud for just straight up Devonta, um, then I would absolutely. Or even if it's relatively close, like can you give up like a second or a third and keep Godert? Like, keep a point. I mean, I, I like. Especially because he has Mike Gusecki and uh, yeah, I don't really. Trust I, I, I like the idea of getting Cam Akers, but I don't want to pay Godert for Cam Akers. I'd rather just, you know, I'd rather go by Antonio Gibson than Cam Akers. Um, it's just going to be cheaper. I mean, this man loves him some Gibby. I do love me some Gibby. Gibby's my guy this year. Gibby's my guy. Away Kyler for Kelsey. Yeah, I doubt that's happening. Mm -hmm. I'm with you, kidda. I like him. I, I, I just, uh, yeah, break these plays down. I mean, again, uh, well, he's got to win games, though, at some point. It can't just be fantasy and running all over the place. So I like him. I just, I, I hope he takes the next step because it's there. But Cool story. Running backs on shitty teams, all bad in my opinion, usually end up banning the run. You need the targets for the running back. Yeah, I agree. Connor does get targets though too. So and also too, like you said, if if it's just really him getting that volume, how long of him getting that volume is gonna lead to 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 the breakdown? You know, he is older, he's got a ton of mileage. Cam over Antonio Banderas Gibson. Nah, <laughs> not for me, bro. You can have Killer Cam. I'll take the L on Cam if I'm wrong on Cam. It's whatever. I just, uh, I can't do it. Yeah, Cam makers such a yeah. weird position. I'm with you, bro. Uh, I am with you. All right, guys. I guess we're about to get out of here. Um, throw any last-second questions in the chat right quick. Good. You got a... Uh, show. You got anything else? Nah, man. We got a... Uh, we actually got a rookie draft tomorrow in our home league. It's exciting. 
finally. I hope it's slow draft so we can try and trade. Uh, it's not. It's not. It's going to be, be quick. That's too much, bro. Not everybody's going to be on. Or we should get a. If we're, if we're negotiating, we should get like a, a like a, a a ten minute like negotiation period or something. We'll see how many people are on. Who knows. Um, well, uh, Sunday we are going over our uh, subscriber league um, draft. So we'll be going over the draft. Some of uh, we'll be going over, I guess, some draft strategies and stuff. Um, so if you guys want to stop by our channel, um, I put our channel there in the chat. Um, so go and subscribe. Check us out. We're there on Sundays. We are here on Thursdays. Um, and I might throw another day in there somewhere to start doing some mock drafts as we get closer to the season here. So. I like it. He's got to win games, bro. And end of story. I don't care. <laughs> He's got to stop turning the ball over. He's turned the ball over way too much. Way, 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 way too much. And that's not on just the team being shit. He's he's turning the Better ball decision over making. Like, yeah. like I said, I'm with you. I like Justin Fields. He's got to take the next step up. That's that's just that's all he has to do. He's got the weapons around. He's got some better weapons around him. So, listen, I'm for him, but there's just there's just risk there, especially in in like I said in dynasty that I'm not really willing to take if I don't need to. You know, if I don't need to, that's all. But I uh, appreciate everybody for coming out, y'all. Yes, sir. We are about to get out of here. So, peace. As I make my way, the fact I'm still alive, my claim to fame is no surprise. I'm on the rise, finna stake my claim. Separate me from the others, cause we ain't the same. Ask my brothers from another, we ain't for play. Time is money, so we got no time to waste. Soon as this thing's moving, it can't be stopped. Blue bands in my pocket, call that juggernaut.